Welcome to AnimeCons TV, where your source for con reports and much more all about fan conventions. My name is Doug Wilder. Back on July 6th through the 8th this year, I went to Montreal Comic Con. It was held at Palais, I'm probably going to butcher the French, so I'll warn you guys in advance. It was held at Palais de Congrès uh, Convention Center, which is right in the heart of Montreal uh, in Quebec, Canada. First off, this is, speaking of uh, Quebec, this is a really good location. Uh, the convention center is in the heart of the city, but you never feel too, too busy. There's a lot of hotels in the area. Um, Old Montreal is right nearby, so if you want to do some touristy stuff. Chinatown's right next door, too, so there's plenty of good restaurants and other things to see. Like, just, there's a really neat location. Um, from one side of the building, if you look out some of the higher windows, you can look right down the street and see the uh, Notre Dame Basilica right from the constant and it's, you know, maybe a 10 minute walk at most. Um, my friends and I that went to this convention, uh, actually got the chance because the con didn't start till kind of later in the day on Friday, um, and closed, you know, regular kind of convention hours for comic book conventions on Saturday and Friday. We both did kind of touristy stuff both in the early morning on Friday and in the evening on Friday and Saturday. Also, I'll just come out and say this is probably one of the most beautiful convention centers I've ever been. This is a really gorgeous building. The traffic flowed really well in the kind of lower floors where you kind of had lineups and stuff before you got to the main floors with programming. Of course there was a Tim Hortons coffee which was great for me because I really enjoy their coffee whenever I visit Canada or have a friend bring some back for me and things like that. So it was just it's a nice location. It really is easy to get to. I mean we drove up and it was not that hard to get to the area and there was good parking right at the convention center and it was pretty affordable too um so i'll just kind of preface this a little bit by saying one of the primary reasons i got came up to check this convention out is as many of you know i'm a kind of a member of the 501st legion star wars costuming club and i got invited by other people that are involved with the uh uh, Canadian garrison out there and they said oh you gotta come to this one so uh, my friends and I decided to check it out it was they had a booth there along with the Rebel Legion the Mandalorian Mercs and the Troid Builders and they were great hosts so that was really neat to see um and speaking of their booth and just the exhibit hall was really well set up it's one of the neatest um well done setups I've seen for an exhibit hall that has kind of everything all in there it was clear, you could tell clearly when you were in the area for like VIPs and autographs, usual convention vendors, then Artist Alley, the indie games had their own section, and then even the section for the more professional writers and artists and stuff. And speaking of like the professional writers for comics and stuff, one of the neat things for me was I've got a nerd bucket list item checked off for me, which was I got to finally meet Gary Conway who wrote one of my favorite uh, uh, Spider-Man stories of all time, and I got his autograph, and he was a great polite guest, and that was neat to see. Another thing they had for programming outside the exhibit halls was they had a music lounge set up by kind of, I believe it was a radio station, and it was just kind of a small DJ table, and it had some couches on one side of the room, and uh, some just regular kind of round tables on the other with a few board games and stuff people wanted to play. But it was just kind of an area to just sit back, take a few minutes, relax, 
not sit in the hall, but still kind of get off your feet for a little while. And they had like nerdy music playing pretty much all the time the con was open. I mean, one time I was going through there, I heard music from the uh, anime movie Akira. Other times it was just like other uh, sci-fi movie soundtracks and stuff like that. So it was just a place to go out of the way. Um, speaking of music, I personally didn't attend a costume uh, concert, but OVMF, which is, if you've ever been to, a, say, like Anime Boston or something, where there's the video game or orchestra, VGO, it's a group similar to that. They had several concerts, like they had one of Star Wars music, one of, I think, Harry Potter music, and one of all video game music. And people that I talked to that went to it said they were really fun concerts, really well done. Um, the uh, conductor had a really good uh, rapport with the audience and things like that, so I got a lot of good praise there. Um, so, one of the other reasons why I wanted to check this out was I'd never been to a convention outside the United States before. I kind of wanted to see what it would be like. And I mean, Canada is kind of a mixed bag because it's right now, <laughs> you know, borders the United States and English is uh, very well spoken there too. You know, have English and French as official languages there. So we'll just kind of go through some of the interesting things I saw as well there. First off, because you're in the heart of uh, Quebec and Montreal, there's lots of French spe being spoken. But most, almost everyone I encountered was bilingual, so I never really felt like I couldn't speak English. What was interesting at one point was I passed by rooms where they were screening anime, and both rooms were had the uh, Japanese audio, but one room had uh, English subtitles, the other one had uh, French subtitles. It was two different shows, but still acknowledging both groups, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, also, one of the things that stood out to me was cosplay, and this was something where, you know, there's a lot of the standards, things you kind of see at every comic book convention, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but there was some things you would see that's like, wait, that's not really a popular thing in America, but here it is being cosplayed here. Never thought I'd see that. Um, one that stood out to me was, uh, I saw Duke and Maria Fleed, which are characters from the series, Grand, uh, classic 70s uh, giant robot show Grandizer, and that's the French adaptation of it, Godorake, has a huge French following, so of course you're going to see that in an area where there's a lot of French speakers, so that was a neat thing to see. Um, so another thing that was different was using phones. I am fortunate enough that I have my cell phone plan, includes, you know, uh, text, data, uh, phone calls within Canada. It's just like using it in the U.S. Um, but other people in my party didn't have that option. Uh, one person had kind of, you can use it, but you're going to get charged through the nose, so they didn't use it. It's one of those things that if you're going to go to another country, look up your uh, cell phone carrier's restrictions and rules and what they do and what they allow and things like that. Sometimes you can adjust things. I know for Verizon Wireless, um, depending on which countries you're going to, like I said, I ha that's what I have, Canada's included, but in other countries I can have it set up that I just pay $10 a day if I use it, which, let's face it, we all use our cell phones every day. I could add everything included for just $10 a day, so that isn't a bad option, but other people don't have that. And that can be 
a thing to keep in mind if you're trying to get in touch with people, coordinate plans. Wi-Fi is was available, but it's sometimes not always things you're not going to necessarily be able to depend on that. Um, it's also important if you're driving in or out and you're using your phone as your GPS. That's something to keep in mind. So if you can get a lot by without it or you have a plan, cool, but plan accordingly. Um, next up, money. So once again, this is something you get, you can work on in advance. There's a couple ways that I would suggest doing it. First off is if you can go to your local bank, usually you have to give them some notice to order it. You can uh, change some money well in advance to the currency. I did not do this, but if you do that, and that's a good way to do it because if you want to say set a budget like I only have say 200 American dollars that I can spend that weekend change it into Canadian uh, dollars in this case you get it that's your budget for the weekend you don't have to worry about it. don't have to hit the ATM anymore worry about that but other the other thing is uh, don't expect to uh, you can also set up just travel with your bank I did that with mine so I could use my ATM card at just a regular ATM, take out money, and got it in Canadian currency. It wasn't really an issue. Um, of course, don't really expect the U U.S. dollars to really be accepted everywhere unless you're super, super close to the border. I had one person that I spoke with who came from America to attend the con, and they one of the first things they asked was, like, can we use U.S. dollars in Canada? And it's like, we're in the heart of Canada. You should plan accordingly. I mean, everything worked out. And, of course, one of the other things you can kind of look at is the exchange rate can be really good. Uh, our friends in Canada were saying, oh, we're so sorry that food's so expensive in the area. And for us, we're from uh, the Boston area. Like, this stuff's not that expensive because the exchange rate was really good. So that's something to be aware of is look at the exchange rate, too. And, again, another thing that I noticed that it's not necessarily specific to traveling to a convention in another country but i thought was really fun and made this trip really worthwhile for me was because i was going to such a different area artist alley had a lot of artists that i had never seen before had some things i never really encountered for i got a really good set of uh prints based on uh areas of the video game super metroid and i'd never seen this artist before because he's from canada and he doesn't go to you know United States cons, so that worked out really well. And it was if you're going to a different area, check out Artist Alley because we all have those things. Like especially, you know, I live on the east coast of the United States. I'm always going kind of up and down that area for conventions and stuff like that. So I go to Artist Alley. I tend to see a lot of the same artists, but going so much further away and by going into another country, even though all told it's you know pretty similar trip to some of the other East Coast conventions I go to, distance-wise, it's a very different area. And so a lot of new art was available to me, and we saw a lot of neat stuff. Um, I'm going to blank on the name of it. I want to say it's Ponto. We'll double-check it. But I found out that there's this webcomic that local Montreal artist did about a traffic <laughs> barrel in the city of uh, Montreal because there's always construction going on and I never would have found that if I had only gone to cons in America so it's a really co cool benefit to see stuff like that um, 
I mean, of course, you can always, if you're in a larger country, you know, say America, again, go from the East Coast to West Coast or East Coast to Midwest, things like that. So there are options, but that's one of the appeals of, you know, sometimes saving up and traveling to another convention in a different area. Of course, there's a lot more logistics involved, but there's, you know, that's part of the process. And if you can make it work, the rewards are worth it and you do kind of see how different areas handle cons. But back to Montreal Comic Con in general, I would definitely say I want to go back. One of the few things I regret was I didn't really get to go to any panels. I spent a lot of my time with people in the Star Wars costuming group, and that's my own prerogative. But again, there was a lot of neat stuff in the area. It was a good area. It's a beautiful convention center. Prices in the area seemed reasonable, both for hotel, food, and especially when you factored in the exchange rate to the U.S. dollar, it was a really worthwhile trip, and I got a lot of, you know, good things for my money. Uh, convention staff were super polite. I saw a great variety of costumes there, and I want to see more of this con. I think, I feel like I did a lot, but I still have a lot more to see. So I think that's a good incentive to go back, see what how the future holds. And if you are going to any convention for fan stuff, don't forget to uh, shout us out at uh, on Twitter or at AnimeCons TV. We're also on Facebook, Tumblr, all over the place. You can also send us uh, an email at podcast at AnimeCons.tv. And also don't forget to send us a voicemail if you're at a convention and see something really, really cool. That's uh, And our voicemail number is going to be like right here because I can't remember off the top of my head. But that's about it for now. Uh, if you want to shout out to me, I'm at Nigoki on Twitter. And yeah, we'll see you guys again soon.